So Stormy, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on here. This is cool. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, first question to you. First of all, I think what you're doing is awesome. You just go on the camera and just uh, just tell stories about your trips and stories about your experiences with these uh, plant medicines. And, you know, you seem pretty authentic with it. You seem pretty genuine with what you're doing. Uh, so that's why I wanted to bring you on here because you seem like a chill person. And, uh, yeah, I want to know what your motivations behind it is, you know, like why, why did you decide to start your stormy trips channel and talk about your plant medicine and drug experiences and whatever else you want to talk about on there? Like what kind of motivated you to tell the world about this stuff? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your kind words. I really appreciate that. Um, I kind of started it for, um, several reasons like one was just to break the stigma around psychedelics and drug use in general um because i feel like a lot of people kind of have this idea that you know if you use psychedelics or if you smoke cannabis or whatever that you're just like this dropout loser that can't be like a productive member of society and you can't hold down a stable job and be responsible and all of these things and i wanted to show that if you use these substances responsibly, then you can be a productive member of society and you can be responsible and there is a safer way to do it. Um, you know, and I wanted to kind of show what safe use looks like and just kind of, yeah, I don't know, like push for, for safer use and kind of, um, breaking the stigma. Yeah. Breaking the stigma. And then, you know, another part of it is because these substances really mean a lot to me. I really care, especially a lot about the plants, um, but all psychedelics because they've made such a huge impact on my life and I've seen how they've helped so many people. And so I just feel like if I can spread the message for safe use, then I can cut down on these like negative circumstances or negative situations that people talk about um, kind of giving them a bad rap, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. That's what it takes is really just as simple as just coming on in front of a camera and talking about your experience. And, uh, even though everybody's capable of doing that, like I, I'm, there's plenty of people that have had wonderful experiences from this. And I think it's up to all of us that have had these amazing life-changing, transformative, uh, mystical possibly experiences to, to, you know, you don't have to make a YouTube channel, but, you know, talk about it, maybe with people, you know, and just like you said, break, well, you know, the idea of breaking the stigma is so important because that's a reason why a lot of people are afraid of these things because there is a stigma, you know, there is some kind of false idea, some false premise behind these plant allies that we have, um, and it's, it's just, it's not rooted in any truth whatsoever. It's rooted in fear and control and, um, just blasphemy. <laughs> it's rooted in just, it's, it's just craziness. I don't, I don't want to go off on a tangent on that, but it's to get over that, uh, craziness. We all have to do this together and say, look, these things aren't really that big of a deal as we've been told in the past, uh, yeah, you know, exactly. It, I completely agree. So what did, what did these things, um, do for you? You know, like what, 
other than having a good time, maybe at some music festivals, uh, what yeah. how would you say they transform your mind or your your you know your being? Like, what is stormy before, and then what's stormy after? I think uh, one of the kind of first things that comes to my mind is just that I'm living a lot more intentionally now. I feel like I'm more conscious, if that makes sense, in my own life, in my own decisions, um, rather than just kind of floating through life and like letting life happen around me. I feel like I'm more in control of myself and being more intentional about what I'm doing. Um, it's definitely helped me grow in a number of ways and be able to reevaluate, you know, my past, um, previous traumas, my own actions, to be able to forgive myself and others. Um, yeah, the list really goes on and on. And that's not to say that, you know, I think taking psychedelics is this like magic pill and they're going to fix everything. And you can just take these, take these substances. And then all of a sudden, you know, all your problems are solved. Like, I definitely don't think that at all. I am a huge proponent of integration and doing all of this work after you've taken the psychedelics to get all of these benefits from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. They're not a magic think- pill, but they can be, I think, you know, in the right circumstances, yeah. sometimes that's all we need to break down the barriers or dissolve boundaries, as Terrence McKenna says. But you have to use them correctly. Like you said, you're not just going to be able to take this and go to a rave and then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're healed. Yeah. It's not really like that. It's You have to approach these things. If you want, you know, you don't have to. But if you really, if you really do want to use these things as tools, because that's what they are, if you want to use these substances as tools to better your being, you can. And I think that's, it's like getting back to it. It's so, um, man, it's, it, it, it hurts me inside sometimes to know that these things, it's a schedule one substance. All of these things are scheduled. Well, not all yeah. of them, but like a lot of these things are schedule one substances, you know, grouped in with uh, crack, methamphetamine, heroin, magic mushrooms are in the same category. It's like, nah, man, it's not like that at all. And uh, it pains yeah. me to know, to, to know that there's millions probably millions of people out there that can be helped if used intentionally, if used correctly. And they're just one, either not educated enough to still think it's like this kind of poison, you know, evil energy you're putting into your body. It's a, a drug. They think it's a drug because it's all categorized in that umbrella term of drugs or they just yeah. simply have no idea about it. And it's because we're still living under the, uh, iron curtain of the drug laws so uh yeah yeah we have to get through that because there's so many people that can be helped like i was personally i was in a pretty dark place before i discovered psilocybin mushrooms and these things allowed me because i used them intentionally to um just see a new light in my life to really uh honestly live a whole different live on a different wavelength than i was living before and uh i feel like it's my obligation my duty to to get the good word out there as much as I can, whoever wants to listen, because it's, it's true, man. Like I'm not, I'm not insane. I don't think, <laughs> I think, yeah. you know, I seem like a pretty, you know, I, I'm, I'm all right. You know, I'm not like on the streets and, uh, and you know, I've used mushrooms plenty of times and other psychedelics and these things, like I said, we have to, 
we have to get past the stigma, man. We have to make it normalized. Yeah. You know? it, if we make this thing, these things normalized, almost like part of our culture, um, then I think we can, we're going to start to see a huge shift in how people see the world. There's going to be less depression. And like we talked about before, like that seasonal depression, there's going to be less people that are um, just feeling lost and feeling like they don't have a place in this life. Cause that's kind of how I was feeling. I feel like, well, I'm like, why am I, what am I here for? What is my purpose? Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot that can, that, that can come from these substances. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's why I wanted to bring you on here and talk to you about it because it's cool that you're doing that. You're just going on there and just, you're just talking, you're just saying like a, just a regular person, you're just talking about it and, and you're, well, thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I completely agree. I mean, it's sad when I think about these substances and how they've been scheduled and how many years we lost that research could have been being done with these substances. And now they're showing that they're medicine and they're like, you know, using psilocybin for end of life acceptance mm-hmm. and they're using ketamine for depression. And like, we're learning so much about these substances. And I'm just like, oh, if they wouldn't have scheduled them and demonized them, you know, 30 years ago, we would have already be way ahead. We'd already be healing people and have so much of this research. But I think because they are doing this research now and really, um, you know, prestigious schools are the ones that are looking into it. I think that is going to help with kind of normalizing it and opening up people's, some people's very closed minds about it just because, you know, they are proving that they're really helping people now. Yeah, right. We've got a little ways to go. We're getting there, but it is cool to see. It's a crazy time to be alive. Like, this is like the renaissance, you know? Yeah, it really is. We're getting there. It is, I agree. I'm excited to see where we go with it. (laughs) Yeah, right. You're right, though. I mean, it's crazy, man. Richard Nixon. Damn that guy, man. Wait, who was the guy that was responsible for the drug war? Was it Richard Nixon? Or was it uh was it Reagan? Whoever. Um, whoever was president. Was it Johnson? Whoever was in charge of that man, you ruined a lot of people's lives. It sucks. Yeah, I I'm the wrong person to ask when it comes to like history stuff. I'm terrible about it. Well, whatever. Whoever it was, whoever uh implanted implemented the drug war into our society. Man. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> For real. They did. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> we're still living under that. That's This is the, the society we're yeah. living in. The laws we're living under is still from generations ago under the hysteria of that. And it's it's horrible, man. It really is. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. <sighs> A lot of people still have all of those, like, same ideas that they were preaching back then in their yeah. head. And I'm just like, oh. Mm-hmm. couldn't be farther from the truth <laughs> yeah it's, it's yeah this furthest from the truth these things literally bring us in touch with a greater uh, like a, more of our being than we're aware of you know like they bring us in touch yeah, with definitely nature being more in touch with the planet more in touch with our unconscious mind more in touch with certain energies certain vibrations more in touch with God, some may say, more in touch with love. Just, it's not, it's, think about it, man. The first time I did mushrooms in a large dose, it showed me 
what love was at a, at a level like unconditional. It showed me that I was loved no matter what. Like no matter the, the, the circumstance, there was always this energy of love that never dies as a human being. And I'm like, whoa, I've never felt anything like that before in my life. And there's other people that have felt this before too. And I was like, yo, this is illegal. This is like, if people knew about this, I could get locked up for <laughs> a long time. And I was like, that's evil. That's literally evil. They're showing, like, yes. a substance that is unlocking in our mind that says, you, no, you can't know about this, this infinite love that you're always attuned to. Mm-mm, you can't do that. I'm like, there's some kind of evil afoot in our, in our, in the, the world we're living in. I'm like, that's not right at all you know this, this these substances right. aren't just about getting high and having a good time you know they it's control like this whole this whole um this whole facade we're living under from these lawmakers of the past it's because they wanted to control people they didn't want people to know that um they can think for themselves and you know truly liberate themselves from within and be free and and know that everything's going to be all right you know and and uh it's just horrible, man. We're still living under that. Like it's it's more than just about the freedom to get high and do whatever you want with your mind. Like, no, nah, man, it's about the freedom to be able to experience uh, what it really means to be a human being, the oneness of it all. Like that's, it's liberation. It's literally liberating your whole being. They didn't want that, bro. It, it wasn't about like, you know, not getting the tax dollars because people were selling uh, you know, doing some drug dealing, like, no, man, I think genuinely they didn't, they did not want people to be free. And we're still living under that. It's a sin. It's a crime against humanity. And uh, people are going to look back on it. They're going to look back at conversations like these and be like, wow, they were right. And I'm sorry for anyone listening in the future. Uh, I'm sorry, we couldn't do more. I'm sorry, we couldn't get there any sooner. But uh, we're doing all we can. <laughs> yeah it's crazy very well Sorry. said I completely i'm a little emotional you. about these things i'm I'm really passionate <laughs> it's crazy yeah i mean i i am too i completely agree with you and it's like graham hancock says it's a war on consciousness and i yeah. truly believe that i mean they're just trying to keep people from being able to think for themselves you know and then we're not going to buy into this system. And especially here in America where it's just like, who can work the hardest, who can make the most money, like who can be the most productive in this society and not be thinking about who can be the happiest, who can live the best life, who can help the most people, like who can do the most good. And yeah, that's unfortunately not what they want. (laughs) That's not what they want. (laughs) That's just not how our system is, is, is run on it's not for some reason it's like the system it it sounds corny even cliche to saying it but i'm gonna say it the system that we live in doesn't want you to be happy it doesn't want you to be free and it's not i don't know if it's deliberate but it's true like if you fall in and you get lost in the sauce of this world um you're not gonna find your way to happiness you know you're not gonna find your way to peace it doesn't come from a car or a person or a TV show or a song, anything from the outside world that comes from within. And that's what these plant medicines kind of show me, man, is that it comes from within 
and that it's always there, no matter what. And that is true peace. That's that's true liberation. That's true, like, no one can really tell me, no, no one can really tell me anything. Like, oh, you need this to be happy. Buy this car. Look at this. You're going to be happy. He's like, no, nah, man, I always have it. It's within. It's within all of us. And that's why yeah. these plant medicines are so important because, like I said, it's more than just seeing the geometric shapes. It's more than just seeing the colors and like, oh, look at that. Like, nah, man, these things, if used intentionally, if used with the right, you know, set and setting, you're using them to better yourself. You will better yourself to come to the conclusion and come to the revelation within to know that we are all sovereign, free individuals on this planet. At least that's what I got from it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've, I've gotten that same, same message before. Um, I remember being one time during a San Pedro ceremony, kind of having that same insight. And I was in Peru at the time. And I remember just, I was like, it actually ended up being the most amazing ceremony because it was like perched on the side of a mountain, like overlooking the sacred Valley. And I remember just laying there and looking at it and thinking like, I don't have to go home. I don't have to do anything. I don't like have to do anything that I think Mm -hmm. I have to do in this life. Like I can do whatever I want and I'm completely in charge of myself and just Mm -hmm. had like this kind of like a revelation about it. That's like, should be common sense, but felt like such like a huge download and like insight that I was getting. That's awesome. So that's masculine, right? Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. So what substances have you not done? Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, man, uh, we got to think about that. All right. That's fine. (laughs) That's impressive Uh, that you have to figure out what you haven't done. So what have you taken that you've gotten the most from or the most revelations or ones that you hold dear to your heart and why? Hmm. Well, San Pedro is definitely up there. Um, that one's pretty high on the list. I got a lot out of um, ayahuasca as well. I feel like it's helped me in so many ways, especially just kind of giving me a sense that there's more out there. There's more after this life or um kind of life means more than just this existence and then you die and that's it, which is something that I really felt like I needed um, and kind of helps to ground me. Um, Man, DMT in general is really special. I've learned so much from really all of the psychedelics that I've done. Um, I mean, substance wise in general like the main thing that comes to my head that i have not tried would be heroin uh but outside of that (laughs) um (laughs) most other substances i've just decided to to give it a chance (laughs) Mm, but um i i stay away from most substances you know outside of psychedelics that's really what i care about nowadays yeah Mind expansion. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. Growth, mind expansion, that kind of stuff. Um, what about you? What have I done or not done? 
Yeah, either. Which one's whichever one's easier? <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't done any DMT. Uh, no ayahuasca. Mescaline, I haven't okay. done. I'm just big on. I mean, my practice is a lot of psilocybin. That's for sure. Uh, a lot of cannabis, LSD. Do a lot of Kundalini yoga, which people say you can endogenously release DMT. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, I definitely feel intoxicated after I do Kundalini yoga. Like there is some kind of, it's not the same, like before and after the practice, there's something, something different. Kundalini yoga is an extremely powerful practice. Sorry. Man, I've been really wanting to try that. That's awesome. Oh yeah. I highly recommend it. It's, um, it's intense, but it's worth it, man. It's, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, I think it really doesn't matter. Um, for me, at least I haven't, it doesn't matter what, you know, Alan Watts says, when you get the message, hang up the phone. So like, you know, I got the message. I haven't really, I think I got the message at least. I don't know. <laughs> I've gotten a lot of messages, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm just kind of where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to, before I, I started off with a lot of psilocybin and I was like looking for some kind of answers and looking for some kind of truth to my being. Um, I guess, um, I haven't done it in a long time just cause I haven't felt like the need to, but now I just do things to maintain a sense of peace in my life. Like, um, you know, I smoke weed for peace and meditation. I do yoga for peace and meditation. I'm not looking for anything. It's kind of just like staying on a certain wavelength. I think the body is more so of something that you can tune, um, you know, almost like to a, tune to a certain frequency. And if you can stay on that frequency or at least try to stay on that frequency, that's kind of the point. You know, life is the trip I see it as. You know, um, I would yeah. obviously like to experience uh, DMT and all mescaline and ayahuasca in the future, but I haven't really felt the need or, you know, I just haven't felt the call to do that quite yet. But um, I like yeah. talking to other people like you and many other people that have done it to find out, find out, you know, what they get from it and their experiences with it. Because I obviously, even though I haven't experienced it myself, I definitely recognize the power and being able to have the psychedelic experience. Um, but yeah. there's other ways. I think the path is, we all walk the path in different ways. And, you know, as long as whatever you got to do to get to that wavelength, that's what matters. It doesn't, the substance doesn't really matter. The practice, the ritual, whatever you do doesn't matter. I think it's just as long as you can resonate at a certain vibrational frequency per se, um, that's kind of, when I resonate with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense to me. I, I really resonate with that as well. And I like what you said about like that you think you might try those in the future, but you haven't really felt the call because I feel like right now, ayahuasca especially is like trendy. Oh yeah. And so there's so many people like doing it because it's like becoming popular and more mainstream. And I'm just like, I don't know. While I'm like a big proponent of these substances, I have so much reverence and love and just respect for the plants that there's like a tiny part of me that like gets like a little bit 
like irritated when I hear people saying like, oh, I'm going to try it just to try it. And it's like, <laughs> no, you like have to go there with respect. You like need to go there with intention, not like just do it because like that's what people are doing now or to say you've tried it. Like, yeah, I feel like less about that with other substances like LSD or things like that, like synthetic substances. But with the plants, I'm like, no, this is like to me, it may be kind of like woo woo. I don't know. But with the plants particularly, I'm like, no, you're going there to meet like an intelligent living being and you have got to like go there with respect. Otherwise, like you don't really have any business doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it does feel like that, at least when I take mushrooms. That there's some yeah. kind of like tapping into some other like almost like guidance from another uh I don't want to say aliens, but like, you know, another intelligence. Intelligence. Yeah. yeah. There's some kind of like I don't know, it's like kind of letting off uh hands letting off my hands on the wheel a little bit and kind of just like going with the guidance of whatever this is. Um and that's powerful. And you know, if you're just going in it into it, just have fun. Or to just, you know, just because everyone else is doing it, then yeah, that intelligence isn't going to treat you too well. So that, yeah, and getting back to the importance of intention and going into these things with, you know, um, the correct manner, it could, that's the reason for bad trips, quote unquote, because like you are most likely um, coming into contact with, you know, whether it's outside intelligence or whether it's some kind of intelligence that's inside of our mind that we unlock through these substances, it's some other way of thinking, some other way to process this world. And uh, that way to process this world may not be the most uh, fun, <laughs> the most, uh, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just, uh, it's, it's there to, to guide us whether you, to the truth, I guess you could say whether you like it or not. And the truth might not be the easiest thing to um, settle in your being, you know? And that's what a bad trip is, is sometimes it shows you things you're not really ready for. We didn't really expect out of the substance. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you think that's actually what happens? You, like there's some kind of like consciousness that we come into contact with that's, do you think it's always there and these things just allow us to tap in? You know, are we always... Like, is there always the ayahuasca spirit with us? Like, if you think right now, like, I'm not an ayahuasca, I don't know about you, but do you think there's, like, the spirit that's in us that when we take it, it allows us to tap into that? Or do you think it's, like, in the plant and then we become one with that? Like, do you think, it, what I'm trying to say is, like, is it in us right now? And we can tap in kind of, mm -hmm. maybe not, or is it, like, an external intelligence? Almost like an extraterrestrial intelligence, you know? Yeah, I would look at it as, I mean, just my opinion. I don't have any idea, you yeah. know, none of We're us really talking. truly know. <laughs> yeah, but to me, it feels like like a spirit that you could connect with without the plants. Mm -hmm. um, but the plants kind of give you, you know, open up the doorway to where it's it's there and you can communicate with it and feel it and sense it um, because I have had experiences where I have felt like I'm connecting with the spirit of ayahuasca while I'm not on ayahuasca mm -hmm. um, 
same as like some people could feel like they're connecting with the spirit of a you know loved one that's passed on I kind of feel it like that like the spirit of the plant could come to me in a dream or I could connect with it if I'm like intentionally trying to or like quieting my mind enough to allow it in but I think with our society and how like just much nonsense we have going on in our heads on a day-to-day basis. We're worried about this and that and appearances and social media and the news and bills and consumerism and all these things that we've just got so much going on. We can't really like tap into that. It's, I don't feel like people have this. I mean, unless you're like meditating or you're just, you know, enlightened or whatever, a lot of people would have a hard time like tapping into it naturally. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think with the plants, I really feel like they're living like beings, but with like LSD, I feel like it allows me to tap into another part of my own like consciousness or my own intelligence that I'm not like typically, you know, able to get to. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I know what you mean. <clears throat> I like how you said tap in. I think it's what it is. It's like tapping in on a radio dial and yeah you can reach those it might have something to do with the chakras like frequencies yeah it might have something to do with that so it's, it allows you to like change your frequency and attune to these yeah. frequencies where maybe there are spirits maybe i mean all is one so like that's those spirits are us anyway but that's a whole that's in the absolute sense but you know maybe there are these separate entities that are always there and that we can tap in on that frequency once we turn the radio dial you know um yeah i don't know it's it's like it's a mystery that's that's what's great about these things it's, it's just a it's a giant mystery <laughs> we have no clue what these things actually do to our minds and uh yeah it's it's nuts because when you're on them it seems real it seems whatever that means but it seems like for me yeah. at least like it's like the realest thing in the world realer than this Right now, yes, it seems yeah. like there's some kind of like you're tapping into a frequency that is higher than this one, and that doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that frequency is always there. I think that realness is is it's nice to know that that is always there. You know, like there is that that frequency of infinite consciousness, whatever it is, the the mind expanding further than this default mode network it's nice to know that if that feels realer than this then that's you know that's the truth like we're living in maya as they say it's nice to know that we can go there if you really want to like if we can and it's not really like a physical place where you can go it's kind of like you know like you said you can attune yourself to it either by meditating or taking these plants it's nice to know that there is it's almost like a refuge in a way, like a, a oasis of peace of, of a, a different understanding in the, the noise of this craziness that we built up in the 21st century. For me, it's nice to know that there is, um, I don't know, the kingdom of heaven is within man. You know, that's, it's true. Like I said before, it's true liberation. It's true salvation in a way. Knowing that uh, the woes of this this bodily vessel, um, they're not really real, man. They're not really. I mean, yeah. they're real in some sense, but in another sense, in another plane, 
it doesn't really mean anything, man. Um, and that's, that's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. But most people, not judging, I'm just stating a fact, we don't know. We're living in a society that doesn't know that. We have, we have no clue that there is peace always attainable, whether it's with a substance or without a substance. We, we don't know. We're caught in this crazy, like I like to think like our, this is, this is like where the world, this is our, our viewpoint. This is where we're at right now. You know, this is politics, social media, TikTok. This is what we got. But really, the, the truth is out here. We got all this going on, but we're attuned to this. And yeah, it's, it's craziness, man. And that's why I think it's so powerful for these things. Psychedelics, plant medicine, meditation, the whole package. It's so important for us to get the word out there. Because that's how we truly become happy. That's how we truly free ourselves, is knowing that there, there, is, there is peace. There is salvation. Once you open the doors of perception, you don't really close it, man. It's available for all of us. Um, I don't know really where I'm going on the, off on this tangent here, but uh, whether or not we tap into it and it's just all in our heads or there is some external fifth dimension that we're tapping into with other entities, for me, it doesn't really matter. Just the simple fact of knowing that it's possible to do and that it's there, whether it's in here or it's out there or same thing, doesn't matter, as above, so below, it's it's a thing. It's, it's a frequency that we can attune to. And that, to me, that's, that's the most important thing that anybody can really know, at least I think. I don't know. Yeah. You know? No, I completely agree with you. That that's I definitely agree. Yeah, I man. have heard you say a couple of things that uh, sound like you're familiar with the Kabbalion. Is that true? I read it a few years ago, but I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to quote it or anything. But yeah, I have read it. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm saying I'm actually terrible at like quoting things in general. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you ever watch uh, your mate Tom on YouTube? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, he talks about it a lot and he always like pulls different like pieces from it. And I'm just like, how do you remember this? Like exactly. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I can't do that. But a yeah. lot of that really resonates with me. I'm so happy that I came across it. Is that the as as above, so below quote? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's just like that's yin and yang. That's the masculine and feminine. That's the binary nature of this reality we're in. It's off or on zero or one. Uh, it's the paradox, you know, we, it's the polarity of this crazy reality that we're in. That's the, that, that's the essence of it. I mean, you can find that in more than just the Kabbalion. It's, yeah. it's like I said, it's the way, it's the Tao, it's, it's yin and yang. It's the truth. I said this to somebody the other day. It's the truth kind of lies in polarity. It lies in the paradox. Um, Yeah, that's the essence of it. I don't, you know, it's uh. This whole yeah. life is, uh, it's on or off. It's something or nothing. That's what a human being is. We are something and nothing at the same time. Our experience is, is yeah. it, we're here, but we're also not here. We're, we, we are alive now, but there's an, another aspect of us that will not be alive someday. and We'll, we'll perish into nothingness. We are everything but we're nothing. We are literally this entire thing. Our being extends to this entire universe, but we're also not everything. We're also 
just endless bodies. Um, that's the paradox. We're both, you know, that's what a human being is. We're, we're confined to these bodies, but when you're able to quiet the mind, open your mind up a little bit more, you can see that, no, we're actually a part of this entire process. We are everything that's just happening all at once. It's actually not even fathomable. We're, at, we're all of that. But we're also in this body, not going to live forever. We're, we're nothingness. This is just a temporary fleeting moment. But we need to have that experience of that, that nothingness to know, to fathom that nothingness in order to have the somethingness, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's pretty far out. There's other people that can explain that a lot better than I could. But that's what it is. The whole essence of what it means to be a human being is, is uh, it's just lies in paradox. There's nothing that the mind can really truly figure out rationally. Like there's, there's only so much that we can go down the rabbit hole with until you reach something, some kind of paradox. And then as above, so below, you know? Like you can't have good without evil. How can you recognize love without something that isn't love? And how can you recognize light without darkness? How can you recognize life without death? How can you recognize yin without yang? That's kind of what, that's what it means to be a human being. And once you understand that's how our reality works, um, then you can start to play the game of yin and yang and the polarities of this whole thing. But yeah, that's, yeah. that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> 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 yeah, I agree. I've, and I've kind of experienced the nothingness before and it definitely made me feel really, really grateful that I'm getting to have this experience because it is a gift. It is. It really is. Like this is a, it's a fleeting moment to be, especially in this time as a human being. It's a, it's a dream. I like to say this is a dream and most people just watch this dream go by like every day they just go to work come home go on netflix and that's it. it's just another day but i try to wake up every day where i'm like yo this is like this is crazy not in like a manic way where i'm like yo this is fucking crazy bro but like actually just like wow <laughs> this is amazing like this is a like like i said this is some kind of amazing dream this is a story that i'm caught in and the thing is i'm writing this story <laughs> we're all writing this story together. I try to keep that mindset because, you know, once you recognize that it's not forever, that's when you can truly play this life as a game, at least because I'm like, yo, like, I'm not gonna, this is this moment that we're recording right now isn't forever. This is just something, this is just another thing in the play. This is just another act. And, uh, yeah, I try to take it in as much as I can, man. I, I really do. It's it's easier said than done. But getting back to it, these plant medicines allow us to see the dream that we're in. They allow us to uh, disconnect from this default mode network and and um, disconnect from the paradigm that's been sold to us, that you're just like a cog in the system. Go to work, pay your taxes. Like, no, man, I'm a spiritual being having a human experience um, for a very short amount of time. And that's beautiful. This is some yeah. kind of crazy, even the, all the woes of this experience, the, like I said, you can't know, you can't know heaven without hell. Like I even take in all my sufferings. Like that's, that's the point. That's how you find peace is that 
I take in everything, this whole experience, even when I'm having a bad day, quote unquote, even when I'm in pain, emotional, physical, whatever it is, I take that in and say, well, this is just part of the dream. This is all part of it, bro. And you can't, like I said, you can't know the good without the bad. So if you can, if you can live and ride that line of polarity of that yin and yang and as above, so below, for me, that that's the Tao. That's the way. If you can, if you can ride that line, you're good. That's the path, at least for me. The way is the way is the way, you know? Yeah. I'm going Very off well on this said. one. Sorry. I'm, I'm a little high. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's great. I agree. I love what you're saying. It's, I mean, it's craziness, man. Do you think there's a certain, um, like, do you know the Tao? Like, do you think there's a certain kind of way to attune yourself in this lifetime? Not, not like, everybody lives in the same way, but do you think in your own body, in like who you are as Stormy and who I am as Gary or whoever the listener is, they can, they can find that frequency that I was talking about and live on that frequency. And then that is like, that's kind of what peace is and happiness is. It's not like, it's not like, oh, you know, 20 years, I'll have X amount of money and then I'll be happy. Do you think it's kind of like the journey is the destination type of thing? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there are people that kind of get themselves to that frequency and just stay there. But for me, I feel like it's constant work. Like I'm constantly trying to, you know, be more positive, be more mindful, um, just be more loving, come from more of a heart centered space. And that takes, you know, that takes meditation, that takes yoga, that takes me exercising. Um, it it takes me just kind of being intentional with doing things that put, put me in a better headspace so that I can be a better person. And also, you know, I mean, I have a lot of like anxiety and like anxious thoughts going on and like just constant chatter going on in my head. So it feels like I have to get that out, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, in order to get, get back on kind of the plane or the, the frequency that I want to be on to be the best me and to be the most conscious and intentional. And some of that is doing psychedelics for me. Um, kind of incorporating that into my life, but I feel like it's, you know, just like constantly like recentering and like trying to bring myself back to that place. Not just like, Oh, like I'm enlightened and perfect. And like, (laughs) you know, I vibrate at a high frequency every day. Like I think it, it takes, you know, a lot of just like conscious effort, at least for me. Yeah. You know, I think that's the way though, you know, cause you know that if you don't do that, something's going to be up, right? Like if you don't have this, I don't mean, I don't know. What, what is your practice? Like, do you meditate every day? Do you do yoga or, you know, like, what do you like to do on a daily basis? Yeah. I mean, I try to incorporate a lot of it. Um, I like to start off by meditating and then do yoga. And then I either go to the gym or I run. And I feel like that helps a lot with my anxiety just to like quiet down the chatter because it kind of tires me out a little bit Mm -hmm. so that I'm not just like, so, um, yeah, just like going in my mind all of the time. Um, I, 
am like a hoop flow artist. So just getting in states of flow uh, helps cool. me a lot to just like, honestly, like getting high and turning on music and just like kind of getting lost in that um, helps me a lot to just kind of like disconnect and connect with my own self and yeah, to just kind of be more intentional, but I'm not going to say that like I do all of this every day. It's just stuff that I try to incorporate and try to do most days. Um, and there are certain like plants that I like to bring into my practice as well. Um, I have a video about Sananga on my channel, which is like an Amazonian, um, it's like a <laughs> an eye drop that you put in your eye that's very intense um it's yeah I don't really know how else to describe it other than very intense and it just kind of helps to break up thought patterns and anxiety or like anything really negative that's going on in your head and just kind of help you to recenter yourself and so incorporating that into my routine has helped a lot just because it helps get me in a more meditative space and just kind of like break up all of the nonsense and be like, Whoa, okay. And like, this is what you need to focus on. Mm -hmm. So do you um, put, like, so it's kind of a lot of in your eyes. What was that? You just put a few drops yeah. in your eyes. Yeah. 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 I put it, it depends on how, um, how strong it is like sometimes the sananga is really strong and even with one drop you're just like writhing around like oh my god like fuck <laughs> and it's a lot and then other others you know i could put in a couple of drops and it's not that big of a deal it just kind of depends on how strong it is so do you go under some kind of trip like some kind of experience like what is how can you describe um, the effects other than intense <laughs> Or is it just intense? That's it. <laughs> yeah. I definitely feel like it has kind of a cleansing property, like just kind of cleansing you of negative energy, negative thought patterns. Um, and it's also said to like heal um, physical ailments of the eye. And I have dry eye disease. So my eyes are just like always fucking dry and mm. it's helped a lot with that. So I kind of use it for like a multiple, multiple reasons um i wouldn't say that most people would enjoy doing it because it really fucking hurts <laughs> but um i don't know it's it's mostly about bringing me into like a deep meditative space because it's just so intense that then when it does stop you have this like sense of relief that just like mm. washes over your body and you go into this deep relaxation and then it just helps you to kind of go inward mm -hmm. That's awesome. I mean, hey, whatever you got to do, but it seems like that's the path for you. You know, like if you're using eye drops, if you're doing yoga, running, whatever it is, like, you know, the path and you know what it takes to hit that frequency or hit that, like, you know, not even just like a, a frequency, just be able to reach a sense of peace, right? Whatever you, yeah, whatever we have to do to walk the path and find a little bit of happiness in this life, um, do whatever you got to do, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. But it seems like, right, to me, it seems like the essence of it is that you, we put ourselves through conscious suffering in a way so that we can reach a state of peace of, and um, kind of liberate ourselves from unconscious suffering, you know, like whether it's yoga or intense exercise or 
uh, an ayahuasca experience or the eye drops, there's like you're putting yourself through a very, very intense experience. And then we, we said when, when you're done with it, you're like, oh, God, like, oh, I got through it. Like, oh, okay, here we go. That was great. Um, it seems like, I mean, I think there's a term for that in yoga. It's called tapasya. It's like generating heat within yourself. And it's not, might not be generally not uh, like real heat, but like, you know, the idea of just like, you're just putting so much energy into your body. And then you're just, I don't know. It's like, we're, we're able to handle it better in the future, you know? Cause I can imagine at least for me, uh, like, you know, I do intense yoga. So like anytime I go through like any kind of intense experience that's outside of doing the practice, I can better handle it. You know, there's something that like trains my mind to better handle suffering. Would you say that kind of is a thing for you? Like, you know, you put yourself, <laughs> I saw that you did, uh, you did the sensory deprivation tank for the first time on mushrooms, right? Like pe normal yeah. people don't do that, right? That's like, that's a pretty intense experience. So do you think that like made you stronger, like made you like, uh, you know, like able to handle things better in the future? Um, I mean, I feel like a lot of our experiences are doing that um, and just helping us to overcome adversity in general. And yeah, I mean, I, I like to challenge myself. I like to put myself through kind of intense things just because, yeah, I think it does kind of make me stronger in a sense. And I just also like feeling accomplished and like I did things and I don't know. I think, I think that's definitely some of it, but. Yeah. That's not the whole package, but that is part of it though. Yeah. Yeah. Cause all these experiences aren't necessarily fun. It's not something that you look forward to like, Oh, I can't wait. Even though it might be, but like when you're, when you're doing these, experiences whatever it is it's not always like the most fun thing in the world but it's like we don't do it for like for when you're in there for the sensual pleasure of it it's like what you kind of get from it in a way it's like how it betters yourself right it betters your being it's interesting but yeah, that's like yeah that's a, a certain kind of person you know not most people most people don't do that we just do things just for like you know quick gratification quick sensual pleasure and that's what we look forward to like we look forward to feeling good and we want to shoo away feeling bad. That's kind of what the paradigm that most people aren't. But if you can recognize the temporary nature of both of those things and use these medicines and experiences to better your being, then you can, yeah, you level up yourself. You kind of like, you attune yourself to that. Right. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. And that's, I mean, right now I'm kind of preparing myself for a five gram mushroom trip and I'm like, you know, I'm not saying that I'm exactly looking forward to it or, and I'm definitely not thinking it's going to be fun, but I feel yeah. like it's something that I need to do and something that I'm going to get a lot from. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, it's so just one of those that, things. <laughs> yeah. What is that thing inside of us? Not everybody has it, but there's something inside of you that's saying, just do it, man. Take five grams in silent <laughs> darkness. Right. But like, you know, you know, you can tell yourself right now, like, dude, that's going to be really intense. You're probably going to like feel some type of way that you've never felt before. Or it might be a beautiful experience. Who knows? But all I know is that there's going to be things that come up that aren't necessarily, uh, you know, the most fun or, you know, the, yeah, it might not be uh, pleasurable is what I'm saying. Right. But there's something in you that still says, no, I'm going to do it. 
what is that? Is that our higher consciousness? Is that like something else? Is, is that our soul? There's something else that guides us along this way, you know, along this as a human being. And I think it's that frequency that you can tap into, man. There's like, there's something there. Now, you know, it's there. You're listening to another part of yourself that, that I don't know, maybe all of us have it. Maybe we don't, but there's another part of yourself where it says like, you know what? I'm going to just down five grams. Who cares? I don't care. Like, I don't care how I feel. Yeah. You're, you're doing it to better yourself, right? Probably. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've been um, exploring a lot the idea of your true self. And I feel like, like it's kind of just the idea of like <clears throat> who you want to be, who your real, true, like conscious self wants to be and the decisions that your true self wants to make and not just kind of the unintentional actions or decisions that you're making. And I kind of feel like it's one of those things where it's like, I know that this is something that I want and feel like I need to do for myself, even though I think it's going to be very uncomfortable. Um, I mean, I've watched a lot of people's trip reports and heard, you know, of them crying and being terrified and throwing up and like all of this stuff. So like, I'm, I know that I'm not in for this like joyous time, you know, but I just feel like it's something that I need to do. And I feel like that's kind of how it is with a lot of these things that I do. Like, oh, you asked about my routine and one thing that I do that is, I would not say fun, um, but it's along those same lines is taking cold showers. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love taking hot showers. I like like the hotter, the better. I want to be like red when I get out of the shower, you know, and I've started taking cold showers just because I feel like, again, it helps me with like anxiety and bringing me into myself. And it's also just, there's a lot of health benefits to it as well. Um, But I've kind of incorporated that into my daily routine as well. And it's just one of those things where it's like, I feel like I need to do this for myself, even though it's not necessarily fun, but I'm getting something out of it. And you you just kind of have to think about, yeah, like what you want versus what's comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, it's worth it. That that's, that's happening. Being able to know that life is more than just, uh, life is more than just pleasure. But we're all, a lot of people are on that paradigm. I'm not judging. I'm just saying I, I used to be on that myself. But to know that it's more than just feeling not, you know, not feeling bad and feeling good. It's it's seeing your entire being as this process. Like you're you're seeing it more your life as a like a like a time span. You're like right? Like you're like, all right, this cold shower is gonna make me feel better in the future, rather than just worrying about the cold shower like oh no that's gonna suck like you're you're thinking about like what's after the cold shower and how you're gonna feel after that and what you're gonna get from that that's tapping in in the five gram thing same thing you're doing that so you can i don't know what's gonna happen whatever's gonna happen but you're doing that experience to better yourself to learn more to to i don't know feel good whatever it is but you're doing it because you know it's all temporary. It's just an experience. And whatever is going to happen after you're most likely, it's going to be better. It's a healing experience. That's the shamanic path. That is the path of, of healing. Healing doesn't come through, uh, you just take a pill and that's it. No, healing takes time. It takes a lot of effort. And um, it takes really just being comfortable, being okay with not being okay. That's what's huge too. Because, um, man, we got a lot of healing to do. 
and it's like it's like it's deconditioning our brain from how we've been conditioned right so like i don't know um from when i was a young age i've been conditioned into a certain way so it takes a lot of time a lot of effort maybe a lot of pain a lot of intense experiences to literally deprogram this thing up here this biocomputer so that it fires off different neurons so that it responds to things a little bit differently um, so that I can live a better life. That's what we're doing. That's the current shamanic path that we're, we're the paradigm that's tapping in. We're tapping into to, to being a shaman. We're all becoming the shaman. And the way of the shaman is being able to heal ourselves. And we're healing ourselves from the craziness, the noise. So, yeah, man, um, you're on the yeah. path. You're, you're on the right path. You know how to tap into that. Like just by talking to you here, I can tell that you know you know the way and the way isn't always fun it's not always pleasurable it might be a little bumpy in the road but at least you know that it's there and that you can you know you can take do take five grams you can take cold showers go to an ayahuasca retreat you can do these things to become a better version of yourself and that's powerful you should be proud of yourself <laughs> honestly or anybody well, thank else thank you yeah anybody that's listening if you know that these if you know, know how to heal yourself in the, whatever way that you do it. We all have our own ways. But if you know that 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 it's the, you have the ability, we all have the ability to do that. Then you're not that it's a competition, but you're ahead of the pack, man. You're 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 on the path, as they say. And uh, congratulations, because <laughs> once you walk the path, you don't you don't you know stray away. You're not going to go back to a regular life, right? You're not going to go back to just getting lost in the sauce. Like you know, it's always there. That's liberation. Welcome. You're on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for saying that, for your kind words. I appreciate it. And yeah, I completely agree. I feel like once you've kind of opened your eyes to that, then it's difficult to just go back and kind mm -hmm. of shut off the thoughts about like what's better for you in the long term or the bigger picture or what your like higher self wants for you. Yeah. Um, it's, powerful, it's kind right? of like, yeah, it is. And it's it's kind of like how Joe Rogan talks about like sacrificing your health for a little bit of mouth pleasure. It's kind of like one of those <laughs> things. It's like yeah. you, you got to yeah, you got to just be like, you know, I got to do what I got to do for this overall like main goal and not be focused on you know, this very moment of discomfort. Mhm. Mm so what would you say is the main goal? Mhm. To be happy and positive and to make a positive difference in the world. Mm. I mean, that's, that's what matters to me is just trying to be the best me that I can be and get the most life, like the most out of this life as I can. Um, and I mean, I really like discovering all of this. I like exploring these other states of consciousness. It's not all just about like, you know, growth and development. It's also about, you know, I'm curious. I want to mm -hmm. know like, what else is there? What, like, what else could I come across? Am I going to meet an entity? Like, am I going to get some like information from this other being? Uh, you know, what kind of insights can I get? Because I am just curious. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's that's, that's kind of all of that. <laughs> Curiosity is huge in this life.
you know, being able to just be open-minded, being able to just say, you know what, I don't know it all. I don't know anything. That's honestly humbling to say at least, to, to say like, you know what, um, maybe I'll, I'll eat, you know, a few grams of mushrooms and I'll see what happens. That's, that's huge. But a lot of people fear that. We, we let fear get in the way of our curiosity and like childlikeness about this life, that, mm-hmm. that you know, that playfulness. We, we let uh, ourselves fear not being okay. Like we said, we let ourselves fear the unknown. And because of that, we lose a sense of ourself. Um, and it's a travesty, I think. But yeah, I don't know. Is it for everybody? Is the path is doing this for everybody? I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know. Because you know what we're talking about right now. Most, this, most people don't do this stuff. Like the regular person doesn't go in a sensory deprivation tank on mushrooms for the first time. Like that's not a regular thing. <laughs> that's, that is, which I'm, I think that's amazing. But most people I talk to about sensory deprivation tanks, they're like, oh, I would never do that. That's, that's crazy, man. I'm like, that's, that's scary. I'm like, what do you mean that's scary? I mean, I mean you're just sitting like a, you're sitting in a tub. In, Being in alone water. with yourself. Yeah, that's the thing is people can't be alone with themselves. So it's powerful. It's hard to be alone with your own thoughts. They're it scared is. of what's going to come up and what's going to uh-huh. happen. And mm-hmm. we're scared. I mean, of that, that alone <laughs> is powerful, even without the mushrooms. Yeah, that's what it is. We got all these things going on in this thing, but we want to shoot it away. Just, just go like, oh, don't, don't pay attention to that. Take this pill, watch this show, listen to this song. You know, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. But these experiences... And these substances allow us to confront these things so that we can grow. That's kind of what the essence is. But most people, I'm not judging. I don't care. I, used, I was there at that, at that point. I still, you know, I'm still, I'm not a perfect being. I'm just saying the paradigm that we're on is not equipped to do that right now. We're not, because in order to heal, which we need right now, we need to be able to confront our demons, the skeletons in our closet that we've been conditioned um, into that and that we have grown up with and that are from decades past we need to be able to or centuries past you know whatever it is it's it's in us there's things that we need to be able to confront and move on with so that we can become you know what humans are supposed to be (laughs) you know what we're here for and we're not on that right now and i mean yeah it starts with just being able to be by yourself man think about that yeah. Most people just can't be by themselves for five, ten minutes. Like, what? Like, yeah. come on, man. Like, that's, you got to be able to be by yourself, man. Like, I understand it's tough, but, oh, I don't know. That's, it's just like, it's scary to me. Like, you just can't be by yourself. Yeah. And I mean, I, I definitely was there, but basically my whole life until recently where, I didn't want to be alone with myself. I hated being by myself. I had to have some kind of distraction all the time just to quiet my thoughts and be able to like disconnect, Um, you know, whether it's TV or being on the phone or listening to a podcast or turning on the radio or doing something to be able to get yourself out of your own mind. And yeah, it's, it's crazy, like, how difficult of a thing it is just to be alone with your own hmm. thoughts. And I think that's why so many people, you know, have heard about the benefits of meditation, but 
actually doing it is so hard for people. And it's like, it isn't a hard thing. You know, you're just sitting there. You just have to sit there and that's it. But it's such a hard thing for people to make themselves do. And they have so much resistance to it just because it is difficult to just be alone with your thoughts and be, you know, you don't know what's going to come up, what you're going to have to confront. Yeah. And it can be uncomfortable. <laughs> it can be, but we need to be uncomfortable. That's kind yeah. of what we got we got to be okay with being uncomfortable man or else we're just going to keep going on the hamster wheel this nothing's going to change mm-hmm. exactly it's the, the simplest hardest thing to do to just be and yet we can't just be it's craziness yeah but i don't blame people i'm not blaming anybody it's not anybody's fault uh per se like personally this is just right the, yeah. the environment that we've been brought up in like we were never told from a young age how to be mindful. We were never told how right. to just simply be. I was never told how to meditate. I had to teach that myself. You know, I was never told about any plant medicines or stuff like that or yoga. I had to teach that myself. Um, I mean, I learned from other people. Yeah. But what I'm saying, I took the initiative myself. It wasn't like I feel like in a in a in a, <laughs> in a society of the future, you should at least be. You know, as a young kid, I would want all of my the, if I was the leader of a society, I would say like, all right, as we develop, uh, the children are going to be taught how to meditate. You know, we need to teach mm-hmm. them some kind of way or at least show them the way. Don't force them to meditate. Like, I, all I'm trying to say is that, you know, our society isn't built for being happy. <laughs> We're not taught how right. to be happy. We're not taught how to be peaceful. We're not taught how to be liberated. It's all up to us. It's crazy, man. It, it is a war on consciousness. Like we said before in the beginning, it is a, it's not like, you know, maybe it's deliberate. Maybe there is the cabal and the Illuminati, like trying to keep us, you know, in the system. Maybe that's a thing. Either way, all I know is the war is going on. I don't know if there's actual forces, but there is something from our birth that has conditioned us in a way to not be at peace. And, you know, it's an amazing time to be alive. It's a um, amazing location to be alive and, you know, being able to have this, this conversation, being able to do this and connect. Um, it's the best time probably ever to, if you really want to liberate yourself from the so-called system, you can do that. And, you know, you don't, you do that up in here. You do it mentally. You do it inside. If you really want to, we all have the ability to do that. Um, but you have to take the initiative. That's the thing. It's like, you don't, we're not. We're not, um, we're not guided along that way, you know? It's crazy. You think in the future right. we'll be more attuned to that? Like our society will be, I mean, I hope ideally, ideally, like, you know, these plant medicines are our allies like they used to be in the past. Uh, meditation is like a regular thing in most people's lives if they need it. Um, yoga, I think, should be a regular thing. Exercise, like all of these basic things that I, you know, I just it's just part of my life. Do you think these things will be part of our society, just like regularly accepted? Like you think elementary school, they're going to have like a meditation class or meditation hour? Because I think they should. Ideally. They definitely should. (laughs) I don't know. You know, I don't know if it'll be implemented into schools. um, But I think I would not be surprised if society is you know, more intentional and, and teaches their kids that 
just because it is on the rise right now and so many more people are into it. You know, I mean, my, my parents didn't, don't meditate, never have, and didn't know anything about it. And I think all the time how much better off I would have been if I would have known how to meditate when I was a kid, or I would have been aware of any of this stuff, or even if I would have found plant medicines sooner in my life, um, or psychedelics in general, for that matter. Um, But I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if it's more common and if there's more people teaching their kids that just because, you know, it is on the rise now. Yeah, I believe that too. Yeah, it's not going to be like in our system, I don't think, unless our system totally changes. It'll just be like, you right. know, it'll be up to us to raise the next generation in that way. But yeah, it's it should be in our system, I think, you know, in a just society. But yeah, I don't think it will be because like I said before, they don't want us to be liberated. They don't want that because that grants us power. Can you hear that music playing? Because my, my uh, neighbor is playing music right now. Can you hear any bass? Cause no, I can't hear it. Okay, good to know because he's absolutely bumping right now. But uh, that's good to know we can't hear it. <laughs> yeah, there's like someone hammering outside that I can hear here. And I'm like, oh, I hope that my headphones aren't picking that up. <laughs> no, I can't hear it. All right, so we're good. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I think that the way, like touching on that frequency – that's the new paradigm. Like a lot of people talk about the new earth moving into 5d, whatever you want to label yeah. it as, you know, the aliens coming down, the Anunnaki coming back, whatever you want to label it as. But the whole idea, the premise of it is that we're moving toward a new way of life. And this is just the start. This is just the beginning. This conversation is proof of that, that we are tapping in to Maybe it's a greater intelligence. Maybe it's our unconsciousness that we kept secret, that we kept hidden within ourselves for a while, that was kept from us for a while. Whatever it is, there's some other way of life um, that we're moving toward. And um, from here, I think our society is going to change. I think all of us as human beings are going to change. And sometimes I'm like, man... I'm not going to get to see the change in the future. You know, like I'm not truly like, I'm probably going to die before. I mean, if the world doesn't burn up and, you know, you know, asteroid, yeah. if I'm not, <laughs> ideally, I'm not going to see like what all of this is going to become. Um, and, you know, I guess that's okay. You know, that's fine. But I think the change that I'm not going to be able to see in an ideal world is a world where we're a lot more connected. We're a lot more um, connected with, I guess, source. We're a lot more connected with this higher self, whatever you want to call it. And I think we were at one time connected with that a little more. I think at one time we were on that paradigm and it might've been thousands of years ago, maybe when they built the pyramids, you know, maybe even before that, if you listen to Graham Hancock, which I've been listening to a lot lately. um, I love Graham, dude. I would love to meet him. Yeah, right. I'd like to talk to him sometime too. But he's like, from from what I've learned from him is that we have no idea where we came from. We have absolutely no idea what our origins are. And I think our origins lie in um, being more attuned with where we're going. It's like we, we, we're, we're in a state of amnesia. 
um, I don't know yeah. where from, where, you know, maybe it was the reptilians, who knows, we were in, we forgot our, we, there was a part of us that we were missing. And the part of us is that, that connection to source. And we're moving back into that. And it's a beautiful time to do that because now we have like, we have the internet, we have this crazy technology to be able to um, connect to source within, but also connect to source others, like with me and you right now, and anybody listening, we're able to like, create this online sangha, this online community or communities all around the world and, and do this together. Amazing time to be alive. And I'm excited for the future. Uh, I know it seems dystopian. It seems a little bleak, but we just got to stop watching the news, man. You just, <laughs> you just got to get off you yeah. know, media a little bit and go outside and walk in the woods and see that life is really beautiful. You know, life is actually, like I said before, it's this beautiful very short dream that we're living in um and it's just being a human being is is an amazing amazing thing that you can't even put words on but if you're sucked in to this thing and you're just like all day on a screen you're not gonna see that you're not gonna feel that you're not gonna be that um you just gotta go within first man we're we're, we're going within that's what it is this this whole frequency change whatever you want to call it it's a shamanic journey of us going within finding an essence of ourself that we didn't know was there. And then from there, we're going without, we're creating without. As above, so below. We're going within first, and now we're creating this new world without. The kingdom of heaven is within, and then we're creating the kingdom of heaven without now for future generations. Um, that's where I think we're going. I really do think so. And, you know, people would think I'm crazy. They'd be like, Gary, you got to lay off the drugs, man. You got to stop smoking so much meat. Like, nah, man, just, I, I'm, I'd be like, all right, well, you got to stop watching the news, bro. That's just more of a right. drug. That, that's a drug itself. Just like be, getting sucked into that yeah. the culture of, um, you know, just like pop culture, culture in general. And social culture, media. Social media is a sickness if not used correctly, which most people don't use correctly. Um, you can yeah. use it to strengthen your, your, you know, connections, but it's just, you know, getting sucked into the TikTok dances and just you know, dank memes and stuff like that. Like, that's not good for the brain. Like, we all like that here and there, but, you know, it's easy to get sucked into that shit and just, like, you're literally, your mind is being controlled. Um, you're not, that's not happiness, man. And it's craziness because it's in our pockets. It's so easy to be controlled and get sucked in and lost in the sauce nowadays. But like I said, just put down the phone. You know, stop listening to this podcast. If, you, if anybody's listening to this <laughs> this long, just go outside, go for a walk and just be, like we said, just simply be, feel how it feels to be. Our minds always want to yeah. go off to the next thing, the next screen, the next meal, um, the next song, you know, whatever it is, the next thing. We're always looking like, oh, then I'll do this. Then I'll do that. Wait, what if I just, no, nah, I'm just going to be here for a second. I'm just going to walk in the woods, you know? Yeah. Just gonna simply just exist. That's the start of the shamanic path, of the shamanic journey that we're all moving toward. Um, got a little ways to go, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a little bit of nature does a, does a lot of good. Like oh. if people can just get outside and be by themselves on a mm. walk. Yeah. <laughs> Even that alone is just... I feel like an easy way to just be by yourself and be able to enjoy everything and have this 
you know, more positive perspective because it's hard, at least for me, to be in nature and then still have all of the same same kind of feelings towards things because you're just like, whoa, look at all of this around me. And it's regardless of what else is going on in the world, it's just going to remain there. You know, the tree is not tuned into all of the other crap that we're thinking about. Mm -hmm. And it's just there living its life, just being, you know. (laughs) Right. That's the, it's like when you get out in nature, you just, it's like a connection to our real home. Like that's really what we are, where we came from. You know, when you see this right. whole thing, it's like a play. It's a whole, it's a whole, like you see the birds chirping and the wind blowing and the plants blowing in the wind. And you realize, at least I realize that it's this giant process. It's just this giant happening all at once. And like you said, it's going on whether I know it or not. And to me, when I go out there and I'm like with the trees, so I'm like, I'm like a hippie. I'm with the trees, man. And I'm just in nature. And I and I'm just I'm actually with it. And I feel connected to it. Um I don't know. Yeah, it is it brings me to a sense of peace. I realize that I am that process. I am not disconnected from the happenings of all of this going on. It might feel like I'm disconnected when I, when I'm in these four walls in on the screen. I don't, I don't feel connected to that process, but yes, when you go outside and right. expose yourself to that, to the, the intricacies of nature and what it is, it's like, oh, I'm breathing the air of those trees that they're giving out. And, you know, those trees exist because of blah, 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 blah. And like, you know, cause and effect goes on. I'm like, oh, I am this. It's so powerful. And even just, you know, you don't have to come to those conclusions. You just feel the energy. There's just something about being outside, breathing that fresh air that you don't get when you're locked into the concrete jungles that we've built up. There's something really, truly about it. And especially when you do psychedelics in nature, (laughs) that can bring you to a very, very um, uh, deep connection to what it actually means. And uh, you don't need it, but yeah. Because these psychedelics are nature. <laughs> these these plant right. medicines literally are nature. And uh, yeah, exactly. Man, it's just simple. Yeah, just go for a walk, man. Just get outside. Disconnect. Isn't it crazy how, how you know, just simply going outside is beneficial? Like you could be having like shit going on in your head and you just go for a little bit of a walk and you come back like, oh, I feel good now. And yeah. Yeah, that's where we're supposed to be. That's our home. Like we're not supposed these four walls, this isn't our this isn't where we're supposed to be. You know, this isn't conducive to really our natural state of being. Um, we're so right. disconnected from how we have been uh how we've evolved, you know? Because we're still animals. We're still just these apes that lived in trees, literally, uh, that were one with nature. We had to be. We're still those, those, those beings. We're still animals, like I said. So when you when you deprive yourself of that aspect that is still present in us, um, yeah, you're gonna suffer, man. You're going to you're gonna feel depressed. Yeah. You're gonna feel like something's missing. And what's missing is the connection. We're not connected to the world we live in. Like we're just there's a, there's a disconnection of it's an unseen, unspoken connection that we are disconnected with 
um, and it's it's a feeling of placement, a feeling of purpose in this life, feeling like you have a reason to be here incarnated in this body. Um, and you know that's a long process, and a, a long thing to to a long uh, revelation to reach. But yeah, going out in nature might remind you that like ah. Oh, yeah, I'm here for a reason. Like I, I was put here for some kind of purpose. You know, I, I'm just simply to experience this is purpose enough. It's powerful. Yeah. When you looked at it in the right way, it's powerful. Yeah, the power of nature, man. <laughs> it's amazing. It really is. I mean, it was uh, my previous job. I would go in and be so stressed out. And everyone would kind of take their break and sit in the break room and I would go outside. And even though there were tons of other buildings and stuff around, there was a couple of trees um, in the corner of the parking lot. And I would just go sit next to the trees and like feel them. (laughs) And it was crazy what a difference it made just to be outside and just to look at the trees and sit next to them rather than sitting in the break room inside of this building, Mm -hmm. because it just gave me this just more of a sense of peace, like to go in and finish the rest of my day. And I always thought about like how powerful that was, even just yeah. for like 10 minutes to be out there. Mm-hmm. Cause that's realness. That's the realness. Like that is, this isn't real. Like, I mean, it sounds yeah. cliche, but this world that we've built up, it's not, it's just like this weird illusion that we've built up. It's the matrix, <laughs> you know, this, this whole, yeah. I, the idea like the Western world where, you know, I could go a whole day and not get any sunshine on my skin, you know, not be near any, especially if you live in a metropolis, you could just be inside all day, not be around any trees or like, that's not real. That's not whatsoever connected to this process. There, There is no, there's nothing there. That's a huge reason why we live in this the sick society where everyone's unhappy because we're living in right. this illusion, man. And oh, dude, I even just like just saying it just sounds like cliche, right? But it is. It's true. We're living in this like yeah. it's like a wonderland of just oh, it just keeps us locked into this train of thought that's this small. But like I said before, we're this big. And when you go out into nature, which is this big or this big, you know, it's huge. Nature is everything. You realize that, yeah, I am also this big. And, you know, all of the little worries that we have in this illusion, in the world of Maya, as we call it, they don't really mean anything in the scheme of things, you know? It doesn't matter. Yeah. My bills and drama of life, it doesn't matter. The wind's still going to blow. The birds are still going to chirp. The sun's still going to shine until it blows up. But either way, it's going to be it's going to go on. And yeah. that, when you realize, all right, so this is what I'm getting at, right? That process is going to go on. And once you realize you're a part of that process, you're a part of nature, all of us, our whole being, these atoms, we're a part of all of this. That is a sense, in a sense, a sense of like deathlessness, a sense of like, wow, like all of this, the, the sufferings don't matter. My death doesn't matter. My pain doesn't matter. Even my happiness doesn't matter. Whatever it is, like, nah, man, what, like, I am everything. No matter what, I am, I am one with this entire thing, you know, one with the trees, man. I'm one with this, this water flowing. It's a beautiful thing to be, to have that connection. It's a sense of immortality. It's not maybe like 
conscious immortality, but knowing that our being extends, extends further than this meat suit, oh, it's a beautiful feeling. And that's kind of what I get to sometimes when I'm out in nature. I'm like, oh, like, yo, I'm all this. I don't got anything to worry about. Like, this is me. This is actually what I am. I'm connected to all of this. Beautiful. Liberation. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Very, uh, very well said. You know? I agree. That's just how I'm feeling, man. We're all connected to this, this entire, not even just nature, the whole universe outside of this planet. We are this entire process, all of us together. Just We're just going through, just moving through time. We are this, this limitless being, this limitless process, just moving through time. We don't die. We think we die. We've been programmed to think we die. No, we don't. We move on. We, we go on to a, another, I don't know, another sense of being, something outside of the realm of my little monkey mind that I can think of right now. But we don't die, man. We, we, we live forever in, this, in this, this dream, whatever this is. You just don't get lost in the sauce, man. Stop watching the news. And you realize that this dream yeah. is uh, it's beautiful. Um, and it's limitless. It's endless. Yeah. So. Got to disconnect from all the distractions. <laughs> yep. I say it when I teach yoga, you just got to disconnect from the outside and you got to connect with the inside. That's kind of like the whole the 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 premise of it is like disconnect from anything that's going on out here connect with everything that's going on in here and that's the start man even though there is power to connecting outside but you have to look at it in the right way like we said being out in nature there's there's connection to that but you have to know what to tune to what to connect to like you know this necessarily isn't the right thing to connect to it might be better to just go hug a tree or something like that but what i'm yeah. saying is just know how to tune yourself to that frequency, like we said before. There is a certain frequency, a certain way to live, a certain way to conduct ourselves as a human being that we're slowly uncovering, uh, we're slowly getting there, and um, yeah, we're going to make it. We're all going to make it, y'all. We're going to get through this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I think so. So think you so. mentioned uh, that you teach yoga. Do you teach Kundalini yoga? No, not yet. I will in the future, probably in the next few months, I'm going to be uh, learning some, going through some program, but I don't teach Kundalini yet. I've been just getting into Kundalini okay. in the last few months, which has been an amazing experience, but I'm going to go through the teacher program probably in a few more months. But um, right now, like it's, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm learning so much already just going to class. It is so transformative i would highly recommend it to you um it's just like okay it's hard to explain it's way different from regular yoga you know doing stretches and sweating a little bit it's not like that at all like you have you've, you've seen videos of it yeah yeah i've been curious about it for a long time i just haven't tried it yet oh yeah it's um highly transformative it's just uh you have to I don't know, approach it less so as like, oh, this is going to be like some kind of physical exercise and realize like, yo, this is like, this is an experience. It's a psychedelic experience in itself. It's all breathing. There's yeah. some YouTube videos that I can send you that, um, yeah, I would love I started that off on because that's how I started off was doing YouTube videos. And then I found out there was an ashram near me and I'm like, 
no, I want the real thing. I want to like go to a class with people that I've been doing this for years. And it, it is a big difference from doing yeah. it on YouTube to like actually being in a class. But I started off doing it on YouTube and anybody else can too. So yeah, just look it up. There's, there's, there's videos. Maybe I'll put them in the description. I'll send it to you, whatever. But yeah, it's cool. It's, yeah. What do you think? Do you think there's anything to the like Kundalini awakening thing? Like I've heard people talk about it, but then other people are like, nah, like, <laughs> do you know anybody who's experienced that? Have you? I mean, I don't, I might have, and I just don't even know. I'll, I'll, I don't, I don't really go on labels too much. Like the whole Kundalini awakening. I don't really know what that even means. Yeah. But what I do know is when I do these things, it transforms me. Like there's something before I was doing Kundalini yoga into now, I am a different person. And maybe it cleared okay. up some chakras, maybe it let the prana flow in my body. Like I said, I'm not, I don't know much about the labels. And I mean, the whole story behind it is, you know, you're, you're, you are, yeah, you're taking the Kundalini energy that it's at the base of your spine and you're allowing it to flow up your chakras. So it gets up to here, it gets to your, your seventh chakra, and then you can experience some Kundalini awakening. I mean, what does that mean though? Like, I don't really like do you read you know do you I, I guess maybe that's happened but all like i said all i know is i do these practices and afterwards i feel better um i feel more at peace just like a, a sense of uh calm clarity yet energized at the same time so maybe it is kundalini uh maybe i'm just bringing a little more oxygen into my body from breathing even i'm getting high off of that Maybe I'm releasing some kind of endogenous DMT. This is, it's, it's a mystery. That's the thing. It's nobody really knows. So like you can read all these stories about people releasing DMT from doing two more meditation or, um, you know, having a Kundalini awakening. But do you really know if that's happening? I don't know. I don't think people really know. All, like I said, all I do know is that I do it and I feel absolutely amazing. And that's really all that you could do or anybody listening could do is just, just do it. And the proof is in the pudding. Like you'll you'll do it, and if you do it in the correct manner with the right person with the right video, um, you're gonna feel a difference. And it's going to be a difference of like, whoa. To me, I did it once, and I'm just like, okay, this isn't just people making this up. This whole like Kundalini awakening. There's something to this. There's something about whatever this is that is changing the way that I see the world, the way that I think, and the way that I feel. And that for me wow. is all I need. Uh, that's all I need to know. <laughs> like I said, the proof is yeah, in that's awesome. I don't care what label you want to put on it, what story you want to put on what it is. I just do it and I know there's some kind of difference. So yeah, I can't recommend it enough to you, Stormy. Well, that's awesome. I'm definitely going to have to try it then. Have you done any like breathing exercises, like, you know, Wim Hof or like Tumo meditation or breath of fire or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. I really like Wim Hof. He, um, He's actually what got me started in all the cold showers and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, he's got some breathing exercises that I found online and I really like doing that as well. Mm -hmm. So that's the whole, like, that's kind of what prem the premise of Kundalini Yoga is like, it's breathing, breathing exercises, a lot of breath work like that. Yes. Yeah, intense okay. breath work where you, um, yeah, it's intentional breath work, I guess you could say with certain motions of the spine, you know, like you do rotations or there's a lot of different uh -huh. motions that you do. Um, okay. But it's based mainly around like intense breath work like that. And it's powerful, man. Cause there's, there's a state of being that you can get to. And you probably know from Wim Hof where you, you know, you exhale and your body is, 
your body has over oxygenated or whatever it is, you know, from hyperventilating and you can reach a state where you don't have to breathe. And it's like kind of like yeah. a state of being in, I would like to try this in a sensory deprivation tank of just like stillness that you really can't really get to like on the reg without doing the breathing. And you can attune to like not breathing. It's, um, it's nuts, but yeah, doing it with Kundalini yoga, you, you get that times like, 10 like i don't know how else to explain it like wow. there's a certain they're, they're called kriyas which the kriyas are like a certain um certain formation of of certain breathing that's mixed with uh asanas you know like it's just like the way that they mm-hmm. they, they they mix these breathings with the the physical motions that target certain chakras and um yeah man i think it's it's real (laughs) like i did one uh that was focused on the heart chakra two weeks ago and i just felt like after i was done doing it i felt so much love for everything like i just wanted to like call up people that i knew i just wanted to tell them i love them and i wanted to just like hang out with people after i was done doing i'm like what the i'm like i I wasn't high on anything i was just i just did some yoga and i'm like damn i think i just opened up my heart chakra a little bit on that and uh yeah there's something to it man just gotta try it out it's amazing. Uh, yeah, like that's I said, awesome. I'd like to teach it in the future because it can help a lot of people. It's definitely a medicine. It's not for everybody, that's for sure. But I think there's a lot of people that can gain something from it, gain a little bit of peace. Yeah. yeah. Now I want well, to try awesome. doing Wim Hof in a sensory deprivation tank. Now that we've talked about it, because that's probably insane. I used to do sensory deprivation yeah. tanks uh, weekly, like a, like usually on Fridays, like every Friday I'd go in. And uh, I think it gets better as you do it and get more like practice with it, which I why I think it's impressive that you did it on your first time on mushrooms. <laughs> I think that's amazing. <laughs> I think that's great. Because like the first time I did it, I was like, well, it was, it was hard for me to like let go and just like release all tension in my body. Like it took me probably two or three times to actually – just be able to let go and find that sense of stillness and peace. And um, yeah, I mean, it gets better as you do it. So I think if I can mix that, this is just me thinking right now, if I can mix that with some Wim Hof breathing, man, I'm yeah. a psychedelic experience in itself. I'm Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would love to try that too. I'm going to have to give it a go. How many times have you been in the tank? So I've only been in the tank that one time. I plan on going oh, you back. Gotta do it more. Um, you gotta do it more. Yeah, I want to <laughs> do it a lot more. I've just had so much stuff going on since then. I've just been like so busy and in a million directions. And but I'd like to incorporate that as part of kind of like my maybe weekly or monthly routine, um, and just be doing that a lot more frequently. I definitely want to experience higher doses of mushrooms in there. <laughs> that's awesome i think the breath work would be cool <laughs> okay. definitely want to do it completely sober as well maybe like take an edible sometime mm-hmm. just kind of want to explore all of it <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah i think it's like a skill i saw it as a skill like i've done it like i did it i don't know how many times but i did it like i said once a week and it was like every time i did it, it got better and better i'm like what how am i i'm like oh it's actually a skill like i said like we said before to just be to just exist Cause you're not doing anything else mm-hmm. in there other than just being. <laughs> so yeah. it's just simply let go of everything. It's tough. It's tough to do, but I, 
by the third time, I was like, all right, I got this. Just let, let go all tension. And then you just, yeah, you go off on this crazy exploration of the mind. My friend did it once, one time. I think it was his first time. He was like, yo, bro, it was crazy, man. He's like, I saw my firstborn child. I started crying. And this we were only in there for like an hour. And we got out. He's like, that was insane. We, you know, we weren't high on anything. I'm like, yeah, that's the power of just being. <laughs> that's the power yeah. of simply what's going on in here. It's craziness, man. It's craziness. It really is. Mind is powerful. Yeah, if you want it to be. But you know, mm-hmm. you know, you you uh you seem to be on that wavelength. You know, I don't know. This it, there's not it's not a lot of people out there like us, Stormy, you know. <laughs> not a lot of people out there that are on this wavelength of wanting to take a heroic dose in a sensory deprivation tank and do some Wim Hof breathing, you know, just even the idea of that is scary. You know, why do you think you're not scared? Are you, are you like, are you, are you happy at peace with yourself? Is there something in you that's that you're kind of like, okay with, like, you don't care what comes up in a way? Um, because most people, you know, we're not, they're just afraid of that. Because if you can bear that, of just being in the tank, just simply being in the tank, whether mushrooms or not are doing the Wim Hof breathing, like, we, people can't do that. We can't, like, there's, there's a certain special individual, and, you know, I'm not trying to toot your horn, but I'm just being realistic, <laughs> <laughs> that we're, you know, there's a certain individual that puts themselves through this stuff at will. There's something about being able to do that. Do you think is because you're okay with, are you happy with who you are, no matter what comes up in your head? Like you just like at peace in a certain way? I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm not scared of certain things like, you know, that could come up, but I have processed a lot of the like more heavy shit, if you will. Um, in previous like trips that I've done. So I think, I think if anything, I'm more scared of like external stuff that I may uncover, like have some kind of realization about um, like what it is to be alive or the universe or the meaning of life. Um, that may not necessarily be what I want to know or hear or see. Mm. So I, I think like, especially with diving in like to ayahuasca or to uh, like higher doses of mushrooms, that's more what I'm scared of is just kind of like externally what I'm going to come across. Um, But you still do it anyway though. Yeah. No. Yeah. So you really, but I'm not going to say that they're, do you know that they're like a falsity? Like even, cause you probably had those conclusions, right? Of like, oh, like some crazy existential crisis, <laughs> but you, you still do it anyway. Like there's something special yeah. about that. Like, do you know that like, no matter what, like it's going to be okay? Yeah. I think that that's a lot of it is just trying to stay, stay grounded during it and know that, you know, 
just, and I think this is where meditation comes in with a lot of psychedelic use is being able to just stay present and stay in your body and know that like what you're experiencing is going to pass and you just need to be, um, it's kind of that same thing. And I think that's where a lot of people freak out and have like bad trips is when they're fighting what's coming up. They don't want to see what's coming up. Um, and they're resisting it. And, yeah. you know, the the best thing to do when you're having a hard time or having something come up that you don't want to deal with is just to be and just to experience it mm. and perceive it, but not have to act, not be doing anything. And I think that's a lot of it is just trying to, yeah, to just keep myself still in those moments. Because I'm not going to say that there haven't been, you know, challenging things come up or things that I'm not ready to deal with. And I feel like a lot of the times that I have had um, like challenging things come up during trips has been when I've just set out to like have a fun time with my friends and like, maybe we'll take some acid or maybe, you know, and then it typically for me, it's at the end of the night when things have kind of worn off, everybody's getting like going to bed and it's quiet and I'm alone with my thoughts, but the psychedelic is still, you know, I'm still in the trip that then it's like, all right, now we're going to talk about this. Now we're going to look at this and we're going to like start uncovering all the shit from your subconscious and you're going to deal with it. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm not like ever scared of like what could come up, but I feel like I've dealt with a lot of, a lot of it. So yeah. You become like the witness, like you said, you could just experience it, just see it as an experience rather than yeah. like you are this or like that I am that. It's like kind of like almost a movie of your mind in a way. Right. Mm. Yeah, exactly. They like when, when you go and do ayahuasca, a lot of times they'll tell you like just to be there and just to see what's going on, but not to act on it. And I kind of try to apply that with a lot of what I'm experiencing. I mean, even just in regular life, it's a good way to kind of go about things to like, not be so reactional and just to kind of experience what's happening. And then you kind of take a step back and just look at it. And yeah. But yeah. I'm not going to say that that's like always easy for me either because mm-hmm. it's not. And especially when I'm going into like more powerful trips and stuff like that, I still get scared. I mean, I'm scared about the five gram deal. <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm not. <laughs> but you're going to do but, it. But I'm going to do it. That's yeah. the difference. It's like you don't let fear control you. That's the difference. Because we're letting fe- when you let fear control you, that's when you don't grow. And right now, that's the paradigm that the majority of this world is living on. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. Obviously, I have fear too. But it's when you let it control you, that is the difference. When you say, you know, fear, like, yeah, you recognize it's a thing, but you, you go into it. You like, you know, you, you know that like, it's not going to kill you. That, that's true growth. That's true liberation. You know, that's true being able to, um, I don't know, see life in a different light. That's the difference that we're talking about. That's that wavelength. It's fear or it's love, man. It's that simple. That's what we're that's what we're playing on. That's the war of consciousness. You can either fear this life, whatever's gonna come up, or you can love this life for everything that comes up. Um, I know which one I'm gonna choose. <laughs> I don't know about you. Yeah. 
Oh man. And yeah, it's not just in psychedelic experiences, it's in all of life. We're gonna let fear control us, like, oh, I don't wanna do this because I don't I don't know what people are gonna think of me, or I don't know how I'm gonna feel. I might feel a little uneasy, or I don't know if this is gonna come up. I don't wanna do that. Or you're gonna go into that. And you're gonna love it no matter what. You're gonna accept it no matter what. Um Yeah. That's the difference. And it's temporary, you know, and yeah. if you sometimes it's just what you gotta go through to get where you wanna get. Exactly. Yeah, that's huge. Recognizing that all is temporary, no matter what. All is temporary. It might not seem like yeah. it at times, but if that's a huge mantra that I keep in the back of my head. All is temporary. And um, yeah. that's truth, man. That's Buddhism 101. No matter what. That's a good one. <laughs> no matter what. Just keep it. Just know that um, you know, all the good times, they're going to pass. That's what makes them even sweeter. All the bad times, they're going to pass. That's what makes them easier to bear. All is temporary. Live by that. And that is a, for me at least, that's a, a, a nice a nice idea to attune yourself to. Like a nice premise at least to live on. A nice kind of foundation. All is temporary. Hard, easier said than done. You know, it's, it's hard to actually always be on that wavelength. But, you know, it's possible. It's possible to attune yourself, but we have all of these tools to be able to attune yourself to that. And, you know, ideas like always temporary, whatever your mantra wants to be to attune yourself to that frequency. Um, it's possible. We can all do it. Um, you just gotta, yeah. just don't be so afraid, man. We all just gotta not be so afraid of, of, uh, of this life, of what comes up, the unknown. Be accepting of learning something new of feeling something new, of, uh, you know, seeing something that you didn't see before in yourself, uh, change. It's all about change, you know, and that all is temporary thing, you know, comes with change. Life is all about change. Be accepting of change at any moment in your life. That's huge. That's a huge mantra. Just be okay with like, oh shit, like, all right, well, my life's different now. Or like, oh, I see life a little bit differently now. And that's huge for yeah. reaching a sense of peace, for reaching a sense of stillness, because this world is crazy. This world is absolutely insane. Tomorrow there could be an asteroid that comes down or some kind of solar flare, yeah. or, you know, some kind of pandemic, something that is un, you know, not attributed to our own accord. Uh, we live in a, a chaotic world of change. So if you're okay with that, change in the temporary nature the temporary idea the paradigm that you've built up for yourself um yeah that's the wavelength that's the start of the wavelength that that um that we're moving toward that frequency that we can all tune ourselves to yeah yeah agreed <laughs> oh man i think we can probably wrap it up at that um yeah love or fear man you can love this temporary fleeting world or you can fear it your choice it's all up to us do you have anything else there you'd like you to say well said. i don't think so i think we've pretty much covered it I've, it's been really great talking to you thank you so much for having me on i really enjoyed it yeah this was a cool talk i don't really know what we talked about <laughs> <laughs> thinking about it now but uh yeah i know we, ha we definitely had a good time um yeah uh got anything you want to plug anything you want nothing just want to wrap it up just just my channel really stormy trips i mean would love for people to check it out 
got a lot of a lot of new content coming so awesome yeah what's what's the future hold for you like what are you going to do in the future um i i'm focused i'm focused on the channel and trying to build all of that and just kind of spreading the word you know but um I'm also in the process of becoming a psychedelic integration coach right now so that I can help people. And I've I've known for a long time now that I want to be able to make a difference and I want to work in the field of psychedelics. And this just seems kind of like it makes the most sense for me to be able to help people and, um, and get the most out of their experiences. So I'm working on that right now. And that's, yeah, that's kind of my main goals as far as like career stuff goes. That's cool. I mean, yeah, it's going to be a field in the future. You know, this it's going to be an actual industry per se, where you could actually you yeah. know, make, make a living off of becoming in, you know, a, a, I guess a trip sitter in a way, you know, an integration specialist, like you said, you know, someone who is essentially just there to guide people, essentially uh, like a shaman in a way. <laughs> You know, like the 21st yeah. century shaman to just be there with people. That's going to be a thing in the future. Totally. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool, though. Keep doing your thing. Thanks. Keep fighting the good fight. Yeah, thanks. I'm excited. We'll see what the future holds. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a bright future, even though, like I said, it seems bleak. But I think the world is on. We're touching upon that new paradigm, a new way to live, a new way to see this life we'll get there yeah but surely definitely we'll but yeah thanks for uh coming on here and talking to me listening to me ramble i appreciate it uh thanks for anybody that listened this long but yeah other than that peace out namaste thank you so much for having me